two full kegs, and now I'm sitting kegs. here drinking coconut water. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm Chris Ivany, and I'm here tonight at the beautiful Sunset Studio, as always, but there's one piece missing. I'm flying solo tonight as co-host Paul McLean has decided to take up and leave town. He is currently in England somewhere. If anybody sees him, just uh, send me a quick message. I'm a little worried about him. Now, folks, he's fine. Uh, Paul is actually um, in Oxford right now. Um, he'll be back in about a month's time. But in the meantime, we will keep things rolling here with the podcast. I've got some great guests coming up. Um, that later on this week, Terry Whalen will be back in the studio with yet another amazing breakdown of a very interesting movie and book. Um, if you have time, check out the classic Net Worth. Uh, this is the story of the first hockey association, uh, the, first, the beginning of the, the Players Association or the Players Union. Uh, a great story, and I'm looking forward to getting Terry in. In the meantime, we're going to talk about what's going on in the NHL. Also, I'm excited. Uh, I'm actually taking my skates to be sharpened tomorrow. What? Uh, for the, yeah, for the first time in a decade, I'm getting my own skate sharpened. Uh, this past uh, winter when I was in um, Chicago with my wife, I, I outdoor skated. It was the first time I skated in like five years and, of course, wearing some rental skates. So I was pretty excited to bring back my skates this year and I was looking forward to getting on the ice and COVID happened, of course, and everything was shut down. Playing hockey? Well, I'm going to get back out on for a skate, and um, I'm going to be joining the world of Hong Kong officiating very, very soon. Um, I'm going to step back out on the ice and, and do some do some refing and lining and, and try to get back into it a little bit. So I'm excited to do that. Nice. I'll be heading over to the, uh, to the Bauer shop tomorrow to see our good friend Fiona, good friend of the podcast, who's going to help me get... Uh, all the gear and all the new equipment I'm going to need instead of shipping over my old stuff. So yeah, pretty exciting news. I'm I'm really get I've really had the itch the last few months to get back. Uh, I guess for the last year or so to get back on the ice, and I guess this is how it's going to start. I'm going to get out do do a few skates uh, once the arenas are open. I'm going to get on the ice with some of the uh, programs that are happening and and just uh, try and get my feet under me and then uh, get back uh, into doing some doing some roughing. Trying to get your skates under you. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be rough, man. But I'm really looking forward to it. So that being said, uh, let's get on with the show. Tonight's show is brought to you by Yardley Brothers Beer. Got yourself some spicy chicken wings or delicious pizza? What better way to wash it down than with some Yardley Brothers Beer? That's right, folks. We're stoked to have Yardley Brothers Beer as one of our sponsors. These guys are known for their scrumptious sour beers, as well as loads of other delicious brews like Lama Island IPA, Hong Kong Bastard Imperial Ale, Quit Your Job Saison, and my favorite, Machine Man Pale Ale. Want to get some of this delicious stuff inside your belly? You can find it at The Globe, Hill 65, Roundhouse, or Lama Grill. Well, heck, even swing by City Super or The Wanch. They got some bottles there. Find yourself wandering over on Lama Island? Yardley Brothers even have a beer shack over there. Their new location is even closer to the Ferry Pier. They'll be serving cold pints from November. Visit their website for more information at yardleybrothers.hk. All right, quick look back at the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. 
Um, two great series and, and, we, and two very deserving winners. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning closed out the aisles in six games. Anthony Sorelli with the, with the winner in overtime. Semyon Varlamov made 42 saves in that final game, and he did absolutely everything he could to keep the Islanders in that series. He stood on his head the last couple of games. The Islanders uh, were getting badly outshot, and he, he managed to get them to a game six, which was, uh, which was awesome. And I think that he has a bright future along with the Isles. Um, Anthony Beauvillier proved that he's, uh, he's going to be a stud in the league. And I think, uh, you know, Matthew Barzell has nothing but uh, um, potential. He's, he's going to get better and better every year. And hopefully uh, the Islanders will see them back uh, in the playoffs again next year because I think uh, they're an exciting team to watch uh, as they continue to, uh, to improve. And in the end, of course, Tampa Bay's depth and the constant pressure that they had on the Isles just proved to be too, too much for them. And congratulations to the Lightning, and, and they certainly uh, deserve to be in the Stanley Cup Finals right now. And the Dallas Stars, their opponent, closed out the Vegas Golden Knights in five. A lot, yeah, a lot of surprising, a lot of surprises there. A lot of people were not, uh, did definitely didn't predict Dallas to win the series in five games. Gurionov with the winner, also in overtime. Uh, this this team, everybody keeps saying that the Dallas Stars are an old team and and you know average age and blah blah blah. But here, when it comes down to it, they have a real nice mix of young and old on their team. Uh, their young guys really stepped up. Gurionov just. He's, he's unbelievable. He's got a wicked release. And, and also, they've been getting timely goals at, from other young guys like uh, Kivi Ranta, who came out of nowhere and started filling the back of the net. And, of course, Miro Haskinen from the back end. So I think, uh, you know, Dallas has been doing it multiple ways as well. They've been winning games, uh, high-scoring games against Colorado and then, you know, close, uh, close 2-1 games against Vegas. So they've, they've been showing that they can win multiple ways. Um, you know, they were also, they've also bought into their game plan. They're blocking a ton of shots. Uh, they're collapsing in front of their net. They're not giving up second chances. Their decor is doing a great job in that. So Dallas, uh, look out for Dallas. I mean, Vegas scored eight goals against them in five games. I mean... That's incredible, especially a high-scoring team like Vegas and with the firepower that they have. So the Vegas Golden Knights now have a lot of question marks moving forward, and the first one starts with Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, will he be back in a Vegas Golden Knights uniform? And although Fleury, he looks really young uh, when you see him through the mask, but he's been around for a long time. He's got a lot of miles on him, and uh, it will be very curious to see whether or not he gets another shot at being a starting goalie somewhere next year. Because as of right now, he's looking like he's, uh, he might be a backup somewhere. And he's definitely lost his starting job in, in Vegas as far as, I, as far as I'm concerned and the way it looks right now. So a lot of question marks in Vegas. Uh, very surprising series to see them go down in five games like that. Um, you could see the frustration in their, in their faces grow as the series went on. They were squeezing their sticks a little tight. They were hitting posts. They were getting open nets they couldn't score on. They Five-on-three opportunities. Just it seemed like everything was, was, not, was going the wrong way for the Vegas Golden Knights. So maybe after, uh, you know, they've had a couple of – their inaugural season <clears throat> was incredible. Maybe they had a little bit of luck on their side, and maybe it just ran out. Moving on now to the Stanley Cup Finals, which started yesterday – 
Huge win for the Dallas Stars and an unlikely 4-1 win in game one. And again, Anton, we are not going home. Hudobin <laughs> stood on his head yet again. Timely, timely saves. One after the other when Tampa came at them in the third period. Damn. And the Dallas Stars, speaking of timely and unlikely candidates too, these guys are, people are stepping up. They got guys stepping up that we never even heard of. Scoring goals. Joel Hanley scores his first ever goal, seems like. Uh, first ever playoff goal. Jason Dixon, first playoff goal. Their defensemen keep stepping up and scoring. Is there anything this Dallas team can't do right now? I'm not sure. Um, Hudobin was amazing. And in the third period, he made 22 saves. And some of those were just spectacular. I mean, the one he made on Killorn with the, with his toe... Uh, that would have that would have changed the entire game because Tampa was coming at them. They had power play after power play in the third period, you know, and their failed power plays and missed opportunities paired with Dallas's stingy defense seemed to frustrate the Lightning the whole night. And at this point, is Vasilevsky starting to show signs of fatigue, I, I, mentally and physically? I mean, it has to be tough for him right now being the only guy who's played in the entire playoffs. Um, it's just mentally knowing that you're the guy every single night. And the physical part, they, he's played every game, a lot of OT games, a lot of long nights. Uh, in the Boston series alone, he had a double and a triple overtime game. Uh, and then against the Islanders, he had another double overtime game and, and an OT, another OT game to end the series. So he must be exhausted. I mean, he's just played. He's played every minute so far for Tampa. So I know he's young and I know he's fit, but this is a very unique situation, a unique year where guys weren't in game shape. They weren't really in tip-top shape coming into the playoffs. And Weird situation, weird we, year. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering, like, is it... Hopefully, you know, with a couple of days rest here, he can, you know, get uh, get the rest he needs. And and but he did not look uh, he did not look like himself. He was making some. He let in a weak goal from the slot uh, that I've never I haven't seen him let let in in a long time. So it's probably burnt out. Well, by the looks of it, he lo- he's a little burnt out, Andy. So hopefully he can bounce back. I expect Tampa to be. They'll play the first period like they did the third period the other night, and they'll be they're going to come out flying. So. And Dallas will be ready for them. Dallas is, it's not going to be easy. And uh, if anyone thinks that Tampa Bay is going to easily jump back in this series, um, you're wrong. The Dallas team is for real. Um, they're, they're deep. They're physical. Um, they're, their defense is really physical as well. Um, they're just, uh, they're, they're going to they're gonna be a really, 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 really tough team to beat. Um, but I can see Tampa Bay coming out uh, tomorrow and, uh, and pulling off a victory somehow. Hopefully uh, Vasilevsky will be back, back in form. Um, Kibi Ront or Jamie Oleksiak, folks, has five goals in the playoffs. That's right, five goals in the playoffs. I think he had three all season. Uh, guys are stepping up. Uh, Kibi Ronta s- continues to impress. His knack for scoring big goals is is uncanny, and and uh, you can't let this Dallas team get up a couple goals. They've proven that time and time again. If you get uh, down in a game, you're in big trouble. Uh, Rick Bonus has this team believing in themselves, and they're doing whatever it takes to win. And uh, that infectious smile of Alex Radulov, we've seen it time and time again throughout the playoffs. He's just been a man on a mission. This is going to be a long series, and uh, I look 
I look forward to uh, to watching every single minute of it. So there were a few more uh, signings and trades that happened the last few days. Uh, a very interesting trade here. The, the Minnesota Wilds traded veteran Eric Stahl to the Buffalo Sabres for Marcus Johansson. Uh, it's an interesting trade as the Wild continue to uh, shed some of their, their older veteran guys uh, as, they, as uh, they try to get younger. Uh, so Marcus Johansson's going to slide in and be a, a nice a nice wing uh, piece on the wing here for for the Wild and Eric Stahl is going to be the second line center that the Buffalo Sabers have wanted for for quite a few years. So I think it's a good trade for both teams. However, I'm a little bit worried the Wild. I, th- I hear they're not going to re-sign Miko Koivu as well. So they're going to lose two huge veteran pieces. Uh, they traded away Jason Zucker to the Pens this year. Uh, yeah, they're going young, and um, I think it's nice to keep a few of those veteran pieces around, and they may miss them. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I think in the long run, probably a good trade for both teams. I'm excited to announce that uh, Joel Edmondson signed for four years with the Habs at $3.5 million. That's a great price for him. It's a great contract for the Habs, so uh, I, I think he's going he's gonna to do well in a Habs uniform. I look forward to seeing him add some depth and, uh, and uh, some toughness to the blue line. And I want to congratulate Jim Montgomery, who's signed as an assistant coach in St. Louis. And if you remember, Jim uh, was relieved from his duties this year with the Dallas Stars after, you know, it came out that he was having some personal issues and he was battling uh, alcohol addiction. And, you know, I'm I'm proud to say that he did the right things and he went and he got himself right. Um, He's been sober for nine months. Um, and I think he, without a doubt, deserves a, deserves a second chance. And he's going to get that with uh, Craig Berube in St. Louis. And I think that's a, that's a great match and two great coaches together in St. Louis. The Pittsburgh Penguins re-signed, re-signed Jared McCann to a two-year deal. So that's one piece of the Penguins that's coming back for next year. Uh, interesting story here. Uh, John Cooper and Rick Bonus are making history right now as the first ever head coaches to go against each other in the Stanley Cup Finals who actually worked together before on the same team. Rick Bonus worked under John Cooper, and uh, it's awesome to see these two guys, two great guys, two great coaches, a lot of respect for them both. Uh, they're very well liked and respected around the league. And, uh, yeah, congratulations, John Cooper and Rick Bonus. Good Nova Scotia boy. You see Rick Bonus wearing his Nova Scotia Strong um, lapel on his, uh, on his jacket every game um, after the mass shooting that happened in Nova Scotia this year, this past year. Um, he started wearing it. So it's good to see him representing the East Coast and representing Nova Scotia. And speaking of representing Nova Scotia, congratulations to my friend, uh, NHL linesman Mr. Matt McPherson, uh, for making his second Stanley Cup Finals as a linesman. So congrats, Matt. And I know I mentioned this on the show before, but basically what they do in the NHL is the referees and linesmen are named uh, before each series. They started with, I think, 40 total. And each each round they cut it down, keeping only the, uh, the best to the best to each round. So right now, for the Stanley Cup Finals, they're down to five referees, and five linesmen. So the five referees, Francois Charon, uh, Steve Kozari, <clears throat> Wes McCauley, everybody's favorite Wes McCauley with his emphatic calls, uh, Dan O'Rourke, 
And of course, Kelly Sutherland, who's doing his seventh cup final. Uh, Wes McCauley's uh, now doing his eighth. So uh, congratulations to those guys as well. Um, so in the linesman category, this is the second time for Matt McPherson. Uh, the last time was in 2018. Uh, he'll be joined by uh, Brad Kovacek, Scott Cherry, Steve Barton, and Derek Amell. Derek Amell is doing his eighth Stanley Cup final as a linesman. Not only uh, the recognition, you also get a nice little bonus uh, each round, just like the players do as, as they move along. The referees and linesmen uh, get a nice little bonus for, for making it to the, to the next round. So congratulations, Matt, and I look forward to, uh, to watching you throughout the rest of the series. And we'll be talking to him soon uh, once he gets home from, from the bubble in Edmonton, and I look forward to that. All right, that's it, folks. Uh, stay tuned uh, later on in the week for a great episode with Mr. Terry Whalen. Uh, check out the movie Net Worth if you have time. That was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. All right, thank you to our amazing sponsors. As always, The Big Bite, Yardley Brothers Beer, Ben Man's Photography, Sunset Studio, French House Limited, and Asia Sports Tech. Finally, thank you to Lauren Orris and Fiona Chow, who have helped us as advisors and liaisons to Hong Kong's hockey world. To support the podcast, check out our amazing merchandise on our website at acrossthepondhk.com. Check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at acrossthepondhk.com.